<laughs> could you hear that? Yeah, I don't know if I can hear that. <laughs> yeah, I could hear that. Uh, that was your stomach. Yeah. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Not Qualified. Uh, today, we're not qualified to... We're um, we're gonna we're not qualified to play voicemail. Hey, that's right. But we're gonna do it anyway. Cool, just cool. like everything else on this show. Yeah, fair enough. Hey, wait, Joe, you're back. Yeah, well, I never left. That's true. They don't know. So I'm Joe. I'm Zeph. And this is a voicemail. Hey, Mr. Joe. Um, I've, I've been listening a lot to your podcast, and I just love it. Um, I would. I, I think it'd be awesome if you called me up, but you don't have to. But um, I got a hot take for you. Which Suicide Squad is better, the old one or the new one, and why? All right. Uh, hope to hear on the podcast the answer. All right. Bye. All right. Bye. Hey, Micah. How you doing? Are you reading your Bible? Read Romans. <laughs> um, let's see. So he asked about the Suicide Squad. Yes. So I, we can kind of half answer that question. Yeah. So I have a confession to make. I never watched the first one. Me neither. I watched the Cinema Sins for it. Oh, okay. So I, did, I, I watched the Cosmonaut review of it. Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah. then, uh, but I did watch the new one, and I, I really liked the new Suicide Squad. Yeah. I, I will say though, for listeners, it is not family friendly at all. Not, uh, Do yeah. not watch that with your family, with your kids, um, anything like that. Um, but yeah, the new one was good. It was funny. It was entertaining. Um, I heard the old one was terrible, and I never watched it. Yeah, and I didn't. I didn't watch uh, Birds of Prey or. Was there another one, another like semi sequel, or something like that with Harley Quinn? Um, I don't think so. Okay, well, the only one I watched was the new Suicide Squad. I didn't really care to watch the other any of the other stuff, just yeah. because I didn't feel like it. And yeah, they sounded bad. Yeah, but the new Suicide Squad, it was really good. Big fan. Yeah, I really it was liked fun. it. Yeah, it was very fun. Um, very James Gunn. Yes. Esque, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, Shark character was actually really funny. Usually characters like that, especially in like comic book movies, they tend to be really dumb comic relief yeah. where it's like this is intended to make I, I don't even I don't know. Like I I usually don't find it very funny. He was funny though. Yeah. He's hilarious. Um yeah, I think all the characters were really it was really fun to watch all the characters interact with each other. I actually really liked John Cena in this movie. Oh yeah, he was good. <laughs> he <laughs> a lot of his lines were really stupid. But yeah, like, uh, he pulled them off really well. I was actually really surprised because most wrestlers turned actors suck. Besides, the how rock. dare? Okay, I was about to say. <laughs> uh, what, what's another one? Um, Kane. Oh, Triple Dave H. Batista. Batista. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Speaking of James Gunn, there was also. Uh, let's just go. Wait, what about just actors that or that it started out doing something else? So you got Ronald Reagan. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, Schwarzenegger. Um, All the wrestlers. All right, cool. That was an extensive list. That's every actor who started out doing something. That's every single one. That's exhaustive. Don't don't fact check us. Um, Suicide Squad, if I were going to give it a rating. Wait, first, I'm sorry. I meant to say this at the very beginning. I have a confession to make. In the last, not the last episode, this was like three episodes ago. This was the first one that me and Colin did together. I made a claim about Night Court that was wrong, okay? Um, I said that Night Court, 
that the original uh, the film negatives or the tapes or I'm assuming it was probably shot on tape it was the 80s so um, I had said that they had all burned and you could not get the originals anymore I was wrong um, you can now stream Night Court there was a legal issue um, that the studio worked out um, so you couldn't for a long time but now you can I was thinking of something else and I tried to look it up and figure out what I was thinking of there is a film or movie where the originals burned and you can no longer stream it um or you never could stream it because it was it burned before it was digitized. I do not remember what the show was or what the movie was. Um, so I was wrong. That just goes to show, I guess, that we really are not qualified. Hey, speaking of not qualified, that's the show we're on right now. It is, and you're giving a rating of Suicide Squad. Yeah, and if I were going to give it a rating... No, The Suicide Squad. The Suicide Squad, directed by The James Gunn. <laughs> James the Gun. James the Gun, <laughs> like featuring Megan the Stallion. Yeah. Um, I John the Cena. <laughs> I'd give it probably like a like a thirty six. I was gonna say thirty nine. We're always on the same page. Aww. Uh Yeah, I really liked it. I'd watch it again. Yeah, I'd watch it again. It was yeah, good. It was a lot of fun. So that can segue us into our next thing, which is that we need to uh, talk about movies we've seen recently. Give a little yeah. bit of a catch up for the uh-huh. summer. Um, and so do you want to start with something you've seen or you mean to? I probably, or you, I guess I should, cause I think yeah. we kind of talked beforehand. I probably have a few more. Yeah. Um, so recently I watched the movie inner space, uh, directed by Joe Dante, who I'm, I really like, um, Joe Dante, of course, made the, the amazing, great, all time, great films such as Looney Tunes back in action and Gremlins. Okay, I actually do love Looney Tunes back in action. I really Gremlins. like Gremlins. Yeah, I mean, he, I love Joe Dante. Um, but he directed a movie um, in the, oh, 1990, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, uh, engaged to Meg Ryan and then they break up because he's a drunk and then he's in the military and he signs on to do this super secret top secret program where they're going to shrink him down I haven't you haven't seen this movie so I'm telling yeah. you this for the first yeah. time um, Dennis Quaid all volunteers to be shrunken down and injected into a rabbit for science he gets in like a little pot like honey I shrunk the kid style like shrunken down microscopically and injected into a rabbit to see if they can like, I don't know, it's like a science experiment. And then um, the whole point is he's going to go in and, like, do some experiments, see if he can tap into the rabbit's eyes and ears and, like, control it from the inside, basically. Well, while he's shrunken down, um, some eight, I don't even know, rogue government agents, like, stage a coup, and they want to steal this technology to sell it on the black market. So he's shrunken down and in a vial to be injected into a rabbit when everybody gets, like, killed. And these people come and try to steal the vial. And this, the head scientist is running with the vial. Um, and he runs to the local mall. What What are you about to say? What is the genre of this movie? It's com- <laughs> it's sci-fi comedy. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know what this was it, like. No, it's, I'm picturing in my head like very dramatic. No, it's tongue-in-cheek. It's okay. all comedy. Yes. All it's, right. It's like, like imagine Gremlins style. Yeah, this, this yeah it's ridiculous. so absurd. It, it is, yeah. Um, and then the he runs into the local mall, and the scientist doesn't know. He's like, they're going to kill me. I don't know how to get, hide the... You know, they can't get a hold of this technology. So he just injects it into a random guy at the mall. And that guy happened to be Martin Short, who is um, an anxiety-ridden store clerk. Um, 
So then hilar- hilarity ensues because now Dennis Quaid is inside of Martin Short and can like tap into his ear and like be like, hey, you know, I'm inside you. Like trying to give him instructions on what to do. And Martin Short thinks he's insane. Um, he thinks there's like a voice in his head. And then it's it's a very funny movie. It's like a buddy. It's essentially a buddy movie, like a buddy yeah. cop. It's not cop, but it's a buddy comedy. Yeah. Um, but the two leads never interact physically because they're never on set together because one is inside you know what I mean shrunk yeah. it down and so um, and then the, it is really really good and it has amazing special effects um, I think it actually won the be- one be- special effects Oscar oh, so. wow. when uh, when did this come out uh, that's what I was trying to remember at the beginning we're gonna um, find out right now alright wait hold on let's take bets 94 92 87 87 alright there you go right. and the special effects are great for being 87 um, I gotta tell you what that those two decades. Mm-hmm. Actually, you know what? From 1980 until like 2007, Hollywood was on something. I think for two and a half decades they were just in a coke binge and just writing the most absurd movies ever ever heard of in my entire life. Hold on, I'm trying to figure out the connection. 1980 to 2007. So that's Empire Strikes Back to Shrek the Third. What what came out in 2007? I don't know. Yeah, somewhere sure. there. I. That what you just told me about that movie sounds so dumb. It's so it was so good though. Like I would it, yeah, it sounds yeah. I would like give I'd it, watch I, it. I'd give it a twenty two. Oh wow, ranking yeah. I'm just saying that plot, mm-hmm. that first ten minutes of you talking was such a roller coaster. Oh, I know. Who comes up with that? I, exactly, and the, and uh, that's what I love about it too. Is like that, those are my favorite kind of movies. They just get just do something weird and creative and original. Yeah. That doesn't really happen anymore. Also, I learned from this movie that I think Joe Dante has a thing for characters who like to build inventions that don't work. You know how that's a big thing in Gremlins, how the dad like is yeah. always building thing contraptions that don't work? Yeah. That's what Dennis Quaid's character does in this movie. And it doesn't tie into the plot in any way. He just like, his apartment's just full of gadgets. Yeah. I'm like, that's a cool little running gag, I guess. Huh. Um, so anyway, now it's your turn. That's something I saw recently I really liked. Um, I watched Loki, season one. Uh, really big fan of it. Um, if I were going to rank all of the uh, Marvel MCU TV shows, uh, i definitely put it first. Okay. Followed by WandaVision, followed by Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And dead. Dead last. So rotting corpse dead last. Um, what? Falcon and the Winter Soldier? <laughs> That was so you didn't like it. I haven't seen it. It was okay. Like it wasn't bad, but compared to the like the other two series, it was so boring. See, I'm interested to hear what you think about Loki. I didn't see it. I've only seen Wandavision. Yeah. Even Wandavision took me a while to watch because I'm kind of over the Marvel stuff. You, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. not that I. I'm not saying I, I love it, but yeah. And I, I've. I feel like I shouldn't have to qual. I'm not going to qualify anything I say. You know what? What you yeah. see, what you hear, is what you get. Yeah, I'm over it. We don't have um, to qualify things because we're not qualified that's, here. Hey, nice tie-in, yeah, but yeah. anyway, yeah. So I, I, I'm kind of over the the Marvel stuff. It's yeah. been what the MCU has been going for t- 13 years now, something, yeah, like, something that. like that. Um, and Maybe about um, 30 movies now. Or and something. the second half of that 13 years, all the movies were kind of the same. Yeah. So. In a sense, I'm just kind of over the the money milking, yeah. um, and so it took me a while to watch WandaVision, and then I did, and I really liked it. I thought this is cool. This is yeah. creative. Um, I really enjoyed it. I think 
having a mini series option is giving like whoever's directing the series a lot more creative freedom as to like where they can go with the characters because yeah. a lot of the characters I don't care about and that's the point you're like hey we need to develop these characters let's make a fun thing let's keep going right. you know keep the phases going and whatnot I totally get that um, because I also I'm honestly I'm just watching them to stay up to date so whenever the next big thing so happens when I don't Spider-Man have to 3 happens you can yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh I guess yeah. we should probably talk about that a little we will I think I think we should do a whole episode on the Spider-Man movies, like all of them. Oh, okay, wow. And then, like in preparation. Yeah. And okay. Anyways, Loki, really good. I really enjoyed it. Uh, leads without spoiling anything. Um, show opens up, and it's Loki in Endgame, who's being taken down into custody. And the Tesseract falls on the floor, and then Loki grabs it, and then he disappears. And that's the last time you see that Loki in Endgame. Uh-huh. And you're like, where did he go? And then it op- immediately opens up right after that. Like oh, that's It that's opens cool. up with Endgame. And then goes into the next scene, and he's being uh, taken into custody uh, by the TVA, Time Variance Authority. And they're just making sure that time is in check. And there's only one timeline. That's the thing? There's time cops? Yeah. Nice. With Owen Wilson. Owen Wilson? Owen Wilson's like... Is a time cop? Head time cop, yeah. Right, that's fun. I gotta watch it um, Really fun. Uh, leads to... Like, the series of events lead directly into what's gonna be happening with, like, Doctor Strange and Spider-Man 3. Uh, really enjoyed it. Uh, probably give it, like, uh, 28. Okay. Um, yeah. Really like it. Cool. Um, I guess I'll go now. Something I've seen recently. Hold on, I'm trying to think of what order to go. I think I should do that, that last. The, I th- I should okay, yeah. So, um, what's something else I watch? I watched Joe versus the Volcano. Mm. Um, Tom Hanks, Meg Ryan. Um, I watched classic. it. I th- uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> classic duo. The movie is kind of a cult <laughs> classic. Um, I loved Joe versus the Volcano. Like I, I really loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say there are things about it that are uneven. So I'm not going to give it as high a ranking as I did Inner Space. I think Inner Space was solidly paced and fun all the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joe versus the Volcano, I really liked. I'd probably give it a 31. Huh. Um, and it was kind of a rom-com, but really not. Uh, I, I'm not going to worry really about spoiling it. So if you don't want to hear spoilers on Joe versus the Volcano, uh, then just pause this and go watch it, I guess, because um, I'm just going to spoil it. But um, well, now you know what? I won't spoil the end. But I will just say that it's a ridiculous movie, and Meg Ryan plays three different characters. And each of them has a very distinct accent. She does a great job. Like, she just hames it up. The whole thing is over-the-top, ridiculous, um, and really well shot and, like, funny, entertaining. It was uh, just a good it was a good movie. You don't have to spoil it for the audience. Blink once for yes if something has to do with him sacrificing somebody to the volcano. Uh, that, I'll just say that's the plot. Do you find that out of the beginning? Oh, okay. Cool, cool, So cool. the, the yeah. whole plot of the movie is Joe is like this depressed guy who works in a depressing place with mm-hmm. like fluorescent lights and he finds out he has a terminal disease, a brain disease. Yeah. And so then he's like, well, whatever. I guess I have a terminal disease. And uh, he quits his job. And then this dude, uh, this dude shows up at his door and is like, hey, I heard you're dying. I'm going to pay you. I'm an oil tycoon. Or no, I'm a superconductor tycoon. And uh, there's this island off the coast of South America that has this element, this metal that I need for my superconductors. But the people that live there are this like weird tribe that's very like 
uh, secluded, I don't know, mm -hmm. tribe, and uh, I need to make a business deal with them. But the problem is that their religion says that the volcano on their island is going to erupt because the volcano god is angry unless the they make a human sacrifice to it. And he was like, will you go be the human sacrifice since you're dying anyway? And Tom Hanks is like, yeah, sure. And so then the whole movie is his journey to this island to throw himself into a volcano. Okay. Um, that's the plot. Um, it is an older movie, so I don't remember when I've heard the plot to this movie, but I have heard the plot about it. Oh, cool. Before, yeah. So. Well, yeah, that's it. It was really good. It was over the top and fun. Uh, did not end how I expected, um, but I don't think it really matters. The plot is kind of secondary to just the weirdness of it. So it's a good movie. Uh, yeah, 31. Um, I finished the entirety of Eastbound and Down featuring Danny McBride on HBO. And not only is this TV show not family-friendly, like most HBO shows, um, I would say that if you have a guilty conscience, don't watch this show because that will bring your anxiety to an extreme <laughs> that bad huh it is the crudest show i've ever seen worse than archer you know how archer is oh, like, archer is pretty bad but that's like network television stuff uh -huh. like it's on fx and stuff so they do have some guidelines hbo doesn't have any rules uh -huh. ever with the people that make their shows um and it shows um there's a lot of um body parts ah and a lot of really absurd, ridiculous things that are said. And I can't believe they got away with a lot of it. Like, I'm surprised those things aren't being, like, dragged out of the woodwork to be, like, like canceled Danny McBride. Like, I'm really surprised that the people just like the show in general. Really? I'm shocked. <laughs> well, don't repeat any of them here. <laughs> I, I won't. Uh, it was a really funny show, though. I just felt guilty the whole time. Yeah, it's one it. of those. Um, but yeah, I, I thought it was really funny. Um, would I watch it again? I don't know. Um, <laughs> I'd probably give it like a 41. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Um, that's pretty high. I mean, I guess it's not too high. It's kind of in the middle. Yeah. Um, all right. Is there anything else you want to talk about before I talk about the big woozy? Um, I'm trying to think, and I don't know that I've seen a whole lot since the last time I've been on. Okay. So um, then we will just we'll move on to my last thing I want to talk about, Okay. which is that um, no one is going to care. Nobody Nobody's going to care, yeah, but I care. Okay? i got to talk about this. Yeah. So I've been watching. I mentioned it since we start, like, I don't know, probably like 20 episodes ago. Um, I've been talking about it off and on. That I started Twin Peaks mm -hmm. and I binged it when I had COVID last November, yeah. the first two seasons. Um, and then recently, like a month ago, I said, I need to finish before I forget the whole plot because they made the movie afterward, Twin Peaks Fire Walk With Me, which is a prequel. Mm -hmm. And then they made season three called Twin Peaks The Return 25 years later. It came out in 2017. So I said, I need to finish this. And that's what I've been doing. I watched Twin Peaks The Return. Yeah. And now I'm watching... No, I'm sorry. I watched Firewalk With Me, and now I'm watching The Return, season three. Um, and boy, do I have a lot of thoughts, okay? And here's what I told you. If I could go back in time to when I had COVID, I would tell myself, hey, Zeph, hey, idiot, watch... If you're going to watch Twin Peaks, watch season one and be done with it. 
Because here's the thing. Here's what. Here's my conclusion that I've come to. I am yeah. eight episodes in to season three, and here is my official conclusion. I like Twin Peaks. Yeah. I hate David Lynch. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't like David Lynch. Yeah. I think that David Lynch is probably the most pretentious filmmaker ever. And that he only gets away with the crap that he does because he's David Lynch. Like, if anybody else did the stuff that he did in movies and in TV shows, people would, the reviews would be terrible. They would just be, this is pretentious student film hogwash. But because it's David Lynch, it's an artistic masterpiece. I just showed you an episode. Yeah. Episode 8 of season 3, where the entire thing is an abstract black and white depiction of an atomic bomb going off. And it has nothing to do with the plot whatsoever. Okay? Yeah. It's just random gibberish. And that episode has a 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. It had critical acclaim. That's really dumb. Yep. And everyone was saying how groundbreaking it was because it's David Lynch. Um, I, I tried to look up and figure out what it's supposed to be. He said that their goal was to come up with an origin story for the foreboding sense of evil that pervades Twin Peaks. He didn't do that. That's not what that episode is. That episode is just gibberish. My term for it is cinematic gibberish that is what david lynch creates um yeah. so there that's my little david lynch rant so i'm watching season three to try to get to the end i want to i want to wrap yeah. it up i've heard really great things it's like been called one of the greatest television yeah. shows ever specifically season three um but boy am i having a hard time making it through um it's not it's not bad overall yeah it's good but there are a lot of really bad elements that I just want to be like, why? Why, why do you do this, no. David? Dave, listen, Dave, come here. Sit down. Let's talk. Okay? Yeah. Stick to your little L.A. weather reports and stop making this weird stuff. So season three is shot completely digitally. Mm. One of the things about the original, the first two seasons that was so great, is because it, it really was the first television show to be shot cinematically. It started the trend of having TV shows that are like lit correctly and like real that look like movies. You know, it was like the first show to do that. So it was beautiful. <clears throat> Season three is not that because for some reason he just decided to shoot digitally. So the whole thing looks like it's shot on a DSLR by a 21 year old film student. Uh, it just doesn't look good. Yeah. The acting is not good with the exceptions of like uh, Kyle MacLachlan. Um, all of the performances are kind of bad and cringy. Um, there are, but there are a lot of moments in the show that I think are genuinely funny or entertaining or, ooh, that's cool. But it's also just so... Those moments are spread out and in the middle is just gibberish and weirdness and way scenes that are way too long and things that don't pertain to the plot um, and just overall uncomfortable I, like I don't know I don't know what I'm watching I, I've rambled now for probably five minutes about Twin Peaks season three mm -hmm. but I really do not understand why David Lynch can get away with doing the things that he does like yeah. I don't think other filmmakers would it, he really is he makes things that are so pretentious like scenes that go on for so long and are just just weird uh -huh. with bad special effects and bad acting and but because he's David Lynch it's okay it's a fair critique uh you showed me that clip i showed you i showed from you episode clips eight. from episode eight yeah and and by clips um we mean that he skipped along the entirety of the episode it's an hour long episode and you know we would sit there and watch 
for a couple minutes and then you skip a few minutes ahead and it should continue that until we finish the episode. And let me tell you what. I completely agree with you. I don't plan on watching this show <laughs> until, unless you get to the end and you're like, Joe, you have to watch this show. I'm like, all right, fine, whatever, uh-huh. I'll watch it. Um, you love to play this really fun game with me where you say, hey, Joe, I'm going to show you something from Twin Peaks. And then you play a minute of it, and then I don't have anything to say because it's the most ridiculous thing I've yeah. seen in my life. I've done this since I started. I, yeah. like, even with the first two seasons, I'll be like, hey, watch this 30-second clip of Twin Peaks with no context. <laughs> yeah. And the thing that makes it so funny to me is that you're like, you're like, what? What did I just watch? I have nothing to say. And I feel the same way because context doesn't help with that show. Like you, I, I've seen, I know the plot, I know the show, and yeah. those scenes still make no sense. Um, why does Josie? Why does Josie become a doorknob at the end of season two? I don't know. She just does. Do you remember that scene? Yeah, I do. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I don't know. Um, but let me tell you what. Whenever we came in here to record this episode and you were like, Joe, I got to rant to you about something. And then you played me an episode. I was like, oh, great. We're playing this game again. <laughs> and I'm baffled at how dumb that episode was. Yeah. The entirety of it. You see, you touched on something that I was going to say. It looks like some indie student art project. Yeah, it looks bad. It doesn't look cinematic. It doesn't look good. And all the reviews of Twin Peaks The Returns talk about how beautifully shot and wonderful it looks. And I'm thinking, you you people are saying that because it's David Lynch. Does, yeah. Is David Lynch part of the Hollywood Mafia? Can he have you whacked if you don't talk good about him? I don't understand. Um, I will say there was, at one point, whenever you see the bomb exploding. Like yeah. that, oh, that, that shot that was countdown. Cool. And then, like, the first 10 seconds after it explodes, you're like, that's so sick. Yeah, And then that awesome. shot goes on for five minutes. Yep. And zooming into the explosion. And then inside the explosion is just abstract colors for another good five minutes. And, and then, then I skipped over one part where there's a space woman who vomits out demons. Yeah, and then and there then, was a guy in a suit floating and... Yeah, the giant guy. And so... And then head Laura Palmer's too. head gets shot down a tube. Uh, okay, and then there's... Um, um, the guy th- anyway so I have not continued past episode 8 yet mm-hmm. so there's a possibility that it all ties in in a way that I'm gonna go whoa that was cool somehow I doubt it um, but he- here's what I'll say mm-hmm. I think Twin Peaks is worth watching I do like Twin Peaks I like the world of Twin Peaks and especially in the original run I think the character of Agent Cooper Dale Cooper Harry, or Kyle MacLachlan's character yeah is one of my favorite characters of any TV show ever. Mm-hmm. It, it's really good. But here's my advice. Here's my Twin Peaks watching guide. Okay. okay? Watch season one. Watch season two, the first third or so. Until, the, in the beginning of season two, there's a major plot point that happens. You'll know when you get there because it's a huge turning point in the show. Okay? Um, you find out a thing about a character. Once you get to that point, you can basically skip the rest of season two. It gets really bad. If you're watching any scene that has um, James, what's his name? James's character. Uh, I don't remember the actor's name. He's the guy from A Few Good Men. He's one of the soldiers, the the shorter one. Um, anyway, he's a, he's the worst actor in the whole show. Any scenes with him in the season two, where after he runs away and he's with the woman, skip all those scenes. They have nothing to do with the show. Uh, you can probably watch the rest of season two on double speed just to get through it. Mm-hmm. And then once you get to the season finale of season two, you should watch that. That's a great episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you can watch the movie. And then you, once you get to season three, 
Um, you know what? You're just going to have to be the judge of it because it's 18 hours of gibberish uh, that you're just going to have to sift through to find the nuggets. So as a whole, as a collective, so far, what's your rating for Twin Peaks? Okay, as a whole? So I'm factoring in season yeah, three everything. and the bad episodes everything. and everything. All right. As a whole, 50. It's right. If, if I'm factoring in everything, yeah. I'm putting it right in the middle. Now, if you ask me, what's your opinion on the first season and one-third of yeah. Twin Peaks? I would probably say, like, 19. Yeah. Like, really high. This is a great show. And if you factor in the rest, the middle parts of season two and then uh, season three so far, yeah, it's going to be a 70. I mean, it's going to be a 75 even. Uh, so I'm going to say probably overall I'm going to give it a 45. Okay. Cool, cool. Um, so... On our next episode, we'll be going over David Lynch's Dune. Nope. <laughs> no, we won't. <laughs> I still haven't seen Eraserhead or Mulholland Drive, so there might be some some David Lynch gold nuggets I'm missing. Um, but I have seen the, the short film where he talks to the monkey. You seen that? No, I don't think so. He made a short film. It's on Netflix where the whole thing is he's interrogating a monkey for murder. I have, And yes. then the monkey has a human mouth. Yeah, I... I know that's what you're Dave, talking that's about. That's David Lynch. That's very David Lynch. Um, I know what you're talking about. I never watched it because I thought that was so dumb. It was. But whenever I finish reading Dune, we should watch David Lynch. We should um, because I've been wanting to watch David Lynch's Dune because I love the book Dune and in, I've never in seen preparation. It. In preparation for the actual good Dune that's going to yeah. come out <laughs> in a few months. Yeah. yeah. All right. Any of that last thoughts of cat uh, whatever? Um, no.